Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or I just like to talk about Jesus. I truly believe that the more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world, and the more naturally we will be able to simplify our lives. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our lives is Jesus. So today we're going to talk about all things simple. We're going to talk about our culture today and how we have every single thing available at our fingertips to make life easier. But is it really, right? You all know that I'm a little house on the prairie girl at heart and I idealize, you know, being a pioneer and I want to be ma. But would I really survive back then? And then I want to look at, you know, is it really easier to live today in our culture with all the conveniences that we have compared to, you know, maybe ma back in pioneer times? Is it really easier or why is it that we have so much available to us to make our lives easier, but we are a society that I feel is even more discontent than ever, busier than ever, and constantly saying we don't have enough time. So before we start talking about that, I just wanted to mention that we have a great uh, giveaway from our sponsor, Apologia, to talk about today. Apologia has an amazing astronomy giveaway right now, and they are giving away three different prize packs. One is Exploring Creation with Astronomy Science Kit, which includes an activity guide. Also, Exploring Creation with Astronomy Textbook, Notebooking Journal, or junior notebook journal. We have used that particular curriculum and we've actually used the new one and we used the older one and they are amazing. It was probably one of our favorite um, of that whole series. So that's a great prize. And there is also a prize pack number three, which is a telescope. So that is really exciting. Go over to visit Apologia. You can go to homeschool-101.com slash Mars. And this is the Mission to Mars astronomy giveaway from Apologia, which closes on May 6th. So keep that in mind when you're listening to this podcast that closes on May 6th. But go over and visit Apologia.com and please um, support them because they support us and what we do at Simply Living for Him. So we're so grateful for that. So I'm sitting here tonight on a beautiful spring night recording this podcast. For anyone who listened to my last podcast episode, oh my goodness. Okay, so the last episode I did was about gossip, right? And I was um, really excited at the end of that podcast. I thought, wow, that went really well. I felt like I really um, said the things I wanted to say, and I felt like it went smoothly, and I hit the points that I wanted to, and I was feeling really good about it, and I go to play back the episode, and I had recorded it in robot vocal, okay? So you know what that means? When I played back the podcast, I sounded like a robot. <laughs> devastated. I literally almost cried. I was like, no. So thankfully I was able to fix it 
And you all, if you heard that podcast last week called Choosing Grace Over Gossip and how we can get rid of negative thoughts and negative words and things like that, um, you heard that it was in my regular voice and I didn't sound like a robot. But boy, was it terrifying for a minute because I thought, no way, I'm going to have to do the whole thing again. And this isn't scripted out there. You know, this is just me sitting in my office chatting away. But anyway, it all worked out. So I'm sitting here tonight. I tested it like a couple of times to make sure I'm not test. I'm not uh, recording in robot vocal and I'm not. So I'm sitting here though and I'm looking out my window. It is just a beautiful spring night. Literally, I feel like we went, uh, spring sprang, sprang, sprung, spring sprung in one night. It literally went from like snowing two weeks ago and shoveling to now we need to mow the lawn. It's just been a crazy, uh, winter into spring here where I live out in Western New Jersey on our little hobby farm. So that just makes me think as I'm looking out the window, I have this perfect setting to talk about what I want to talk about tonight. The sun is setting right now over my barn. The birds are flitting around. My chickens are out there. Uh, in the grass. It's just it's just a beautiful scene right now. I wish you could see what I'm seeing as I record. Um, but you know, this little place where we live was such a dream of ours because I always, as I said in the beginning of this episode, I always idealize, you know, the simple life and Ma and Little House on the Prairie. And it must have been, you know, so much better back then because it was so simple. And part of that is true. And then when I really think about it, I'm like, boy, did they have it hard. I could never live back then, right? I didn't have... um I don't have to do nearly the things that Ma had to do to help her family to survive, right? So many years ago, I, many years ago, back in the beginning of this blog, do you know this blog is about 10 years old now? I have been writing um, online for about 10 years now, which blows my mind. It's crazy. But way back when, when I first started Simply Living for Him, It was a different blog at first, and I was writing just a little journal about our homeschooling journey, and um, I had gone on vacation with our family, and we went to um, Virginia, and we had gone to Jamestown and Yorktown, Virginia, and we went to this 18th century farmhouse, uh, Revolutionary War period farmhouse on one of the little field trips. And I just remember standing in that field trip, um, in that field trip, in that farmhouse, this 18th century farmhouse. And I was so struck by how little they had. It was for a family of six and there was like six hooks and each family member had their own hook on which to hang their clothes, right? No walk-in closets. Um, They didn't even have their own rooms. Everybody pretty much slept, you know. Maybe if they were lucky, they had a little loft for the kids, but everybody pretty much slept in this one room. There was um, one cup for each person in the family, one plate. Very obviously simple. And so I wrote about that on my blog back then. I wrote about our experience there, and I came home just really thinking about that. And um, that was when Simply Living for Him was born. 
because after I wrote that post, I had an amazing response from my very few readers back then. (laughs) I didn't really have that many readers. I remember when I had like 80 people on Facebook following me and I thought that was, you know, so many. And so, but the people that were following me, it really resonated with them and they thought, you know, they all seemed to write to me and say, oh yes, I get it, you know. So what I wrote on that blog post was how I was really struck by how little they had and what would they think of us today? Because here we have abundantly more than we need, right? Forget one plate and one dish for each family member. We not only have probably more in our place settings or whatever it is for each family member, we have our good china. We have our regular everyday china. Um, we, you know, have an abundant amount of dishes and all those extra serving bowls and, you know, all the extra stuff. Um, and then we have, forget one hook for each person's clothing. I mean, all that they owned was on one hook. So you had your Sunday clothes, your regular clothes, maybe something else extra in there, you know? You wore it all week and washed it at the end, I guess. Um, you know, it just, it struck me. I was like, wow, they really had exactly like just what they needed. And here we have so much and we're still continuing to accumulate more, even for a person like me who really craves simple I'm just as guilty as the next. I mean, I go to Hobby Lobby and I need it all. (laughs) All the little decor, all the things, right? So this is a constant struggle and battle for myself. I mean, I definitely am not, I mean, I think compared to most, I'm not really into, um, I don't put a lot of time and effort into decorating my home. Like I said, if I go into Hobby Lobby and I, I am in the store, I will definitely want to buy it all, but uh, it's not like my main thing. I remember in the beginning when we first had a home, it was like consuming to me. When am I going to go to the store to buy more things for the house? And how's the house going to look? I'm not like that anymore. Um, The house is great. And if I happen to see something when I'm out, that's great. But I'm not really consumed with decorating it. Um, But for some people, that may be their downfall. Like you're always thinking about making your house the perfect home, right? or clothing. I have no business talking about keeping it simple because I <laughs> I can't go to Old Navy without buying something. I know it's terrible, but I still think compared to most people, we don't have an abundant amount of clothes. I mean, literally my boys, they wear like they rotate like the same outfits. They're boys. They don't care. They want like a t-shirt and, you know, basketball shorts and they're good. Um so but it's still we definitely have way more than one hook for each family member to hold our clothes. So while I was standing there, and this is what I wrote about again when I came home and people really resonated was just, what would those people think of us today? What would they think of us? Like, we all say we don't have enough time, we're so busy, yet we have so much, not just in things like in dishes and clothes, but we have an enormous amount of space, most likely in our homes compared to what they had. And even if you have a small home compared to, you know, today's standards, 
it's still going to be much larger than just this one or two rooms that these families had. And um, what would they think of us? Because we have, I mean, I remember as a child in the 80s, I remember thinking then, how can things get any easier? We have everything. (laughs) Fast forward to now, 2018, right? I still think the same things. It can't possibly get any easier than it is right now. We literally have everything. But I am sure in 20 or 40 years... We'll be thinking the same thing, right? We just continue to make all these advances in technology and in things to make our lives easier or to be make our lives more convenient, right? But why are we not feeling that? Like, why... Do we still have no time in our schedule for anything? Because if you think about these pioneers, those women, forget trying to make a Pinterest perfect meal. They had to literally cook all day. They were just concerned about feeding their family for survival. Their husbands were probably out, you know, hunting the food. They, what the work that went into just surviving, we have no um, idea, really. I mean, you know, we just can't. We can't relate to that because now not only are we certainly able to survive, we, we are not, most of us are not out there hunting and gathering and growing and um, raising all of our own food. Some of us might be. And if you are, whoo, I give you lots of uh, high fives. But most of us are not. We have the grocery store. We have Sam's Club or BJ's or Costco or whatever it is in your area. We have the farmer's market. We have, you know, all these things. Gardening is a luxury for most of us. So we are not literally trying to feed our families to survive. We are now way beyond that. We have entire television shows dedicated for cooking and not cooking to survive, but cooking to entertain, cooking to make the new best recipe. You know, there's every kind of diet out there, how to eat this way and that way. And um, so we don't have that um, mindset of, We need to prepare the food in order to feed our family so we can survive this winter, right? So there's a whole different thing there. So they literally were eating to survive. And um, nowadays, you know, we've got the meal plans. We've got apps that help us meal plan and shopping lists and freezer cooking and, you know, these... um, like, you know, what is it called when you cook, uh, yeah, freezer cooking or batch cooking, you know, when you do that like once a month, you know, we have all these different tools or ways of doing things to supposedly make life easier for us. When if you think back, we have to how they lived and you compare it to now, we have it so easy. We have it so easy, but we make it so complicated. And then if you think about, like I said, with the clothing, 
the laundry, right? One of my biggest complaints every day is the laundry, the laundry. It never seems to end. In fact, it multiplies. And my kids do their own laundry. It's just at the laundry room slash office. Yes, my office also is the laundry room. Is constantly filled with baskets of clothes. And then there's, you know, in my mind, those six hooks are looking pretty good right about now. What if I just gave everybody one hook and they had to fit everything that they could fit on that hook, right? Because if you think about it, like we don't, aren't going down to the stream to wash our clothes by hand, beating them on a rock or whatever it is, you know, and hanging them up to dry. I mean, many of us are hanging up our laundry because we think that's fun and a luxury and things like that. Most of us, I know not all of us, have a washer and dryer. So we have no business complaining about how difficult it is. And I'm talking to myself right here because I will complain about the laundry. So I'm not trying to convict anyone out there. I'm like talking to myself. Um, I have no business complaining about the laundry. We have more than enough clothes and I'm not taking them down to the stream or the creek, right? Mom, Little House on the Prairie, right? And the amount of work that it would take to do a laundry for a family of six back then was completely different than what I'm complaining about now. And then the dishes. Remember I said they each had their one dish? I can't tell you how many times I look at us and I'm like, how are we running the dishwasher again today? Like we definitely run through the dishwasher one or two times a day for a family of six. And it's just, we're, we're just, um, what's the word? Uh, taking for granted, I guess. You know, it's so easy. So just throw the dishes in the dishwasher or the dishwasher wash it. And then we have, then we complain that we have to put the dishes away. I mean, are you kidding me? I don't have one dish for each family member and um, have to wash everything by hand. Besides, sometimes I think it'd probably be just easier to wash it by hand and put it away than to load the dishwasher, unload it and all that. But that's a whole nother thing, right? So do we really have it easier today? Well, absolutely. In many ways, we do. So then why is it that as a whole, our society feels that we have no time and that we're so busy. You know, Pa's not out there chopping firewood just for warmth. We just go over and turn the button on the heat and voila, we have heat. Now we have to get an oil delivery, but all that means is we go online, click a button, the nice little oil man comes and brings us our oil we pay the bill, right? It couldn't be any easier. More expensive, maybe. <laughs> but why is it then that our society has so much in terms of material things, so much convenience in terms of technology and the new latest, you know, appliances to make our lives easier and more efficient. But we are still discontent and probably even more discontent than ever. And that's what I wrote about on this um, blog a long time ago, back when I said Simply Living for Him was born. I was just saying those pioneers would laugh at us. They would be like, you what? 
you have all the information you could ever want to know in your pocket, literally in your pocket on a little tiny thing called an iPhone, that you can literally ask it anything and it will give you the answer. That you can put an app. Remember, remember, there's an app for that. Remember that uh, that little slogan. You can literally put an app that helps you supposedly make your life easier for anything on your phone. You can do anything in like a split second on that phone, right? And so, all of the things those pioneers needed to do in order to survive, like cooking the food. Um, building their own home. Don't even get me started on that one, right? Like they were literally probably building their own homes and barns and taking care of their animals and doing all that stuff. They would laugh at us because we're a society that says we have no time to do anything. Oh, I don't have time to read the Bible. Oh, I don't have time to sit and be quiet with the Lord. I don't have time to play games with my children. I don't have time to just sit in the yard and enjoy a spring day. I don't have time to get together with a friend who needs prayer. I don't have time to go visit that friend who is sick. I don't have time to go visit a friend in need. And the list goes on and on and on that we say we don't have time for. And it's true. We really don't. Our schedules are packed. Our calendars are full. We're running frantic here and there. And that even shows with our transportation. We can get anywhere instantly. We can, we can get, okay, not instantly, right? Maybe, I'm sure someday, right? You're going to get in your car and hit a button and it instantly will get you where you want to go. But right now, it, all right, so we have to drive maybe half an hour, two hours. It's funny because we live out in, you know, the country compared to where we lived in suburbia before, and everything pretty much that we want to go to is at least a half an hour away. And so time, sometimes, and even us, when we first moved, it was like, oh, it's a half an hour, it's a half an hour. Are you kidding me? Mom, Pa wanted to go into town or go somewhere, you know, the big city to buy something or to go somewhere. It was like an all-day trek, maybe even more. And I would say, oh, yeah, I got to go everywhere. It's a half an hour. By car, not by buggy, not walking. Not by horse, by car. We can literally get on an airplane and be in the other part of the United States within a few hours, five hours or so. I can go from coast to coast. That's unheard of back then. So can you imagine being a pioneer back then and being told about the year 2018 and then hearing that in 2018... People are frantic because they don't have enough time. People are working out of the home harder than ever, not spending as much time together as a family. People are saying they don't have time for church. They don't have time for Bible. They don't have time for relationships because they're so busy. Those people would laugh at us. And that's essentially what I thought of as I stood there in that farmhouse because I thought, what would it be like if I had just enough like this house to take care of? You know, tiny little house, just enough for our needs. But I had a washing machine and a dishwasher and the grocery store. What would it be like 
to have just enough to take care of, but yet had the modern conveniences, what would I complain that I have no time for? Something to think about. It's not saying we all need to sell our homes and go buy a tiny house and be minimalists and live with nothing. And I have podcast episodes about that as well and blog posts about, you know, the difference between living simply and and minimalistically. But it's just something to think about. Why is it that we have all the modern conveniences today, more than ever, and yet spiritually we're discontent, emotionally we're discontent, we're tired, we're stressed, and we just feel like we are burnt out. But yet, what are we spending our time doing? What are we filling our homes with? What are we filling our hearts with? What are we filling our schedules with? We should have all the time in the world considering we have every modern convenience that there is. So why is it not easier? Why do we feel like it's not easier? Sure, we know in many ways that it's easier because we're not trying to survive. But most of us are still complaining that we don't have enough time, that our schedules are too full. And I did a podcast about that recently, about how God created 24 hours in the day. And so many people say, oh, if I just had one more hour in the day, right? Oh, it would be better. God created 24 hours in the day. And guess what? God doesn't make mistakes. And he knew what he was doing when he created 24 hours in the day. And every time we think that we need more time, that's a lie from Satan because it directly goes against what God created for us, which is the 24-hour day. It's what we do within those hours. And how are we being a good steward of that time that we are given? So just like being born into this time period that God has chosen for each one of us to be born into this time period. He didn't choose for me to be born on Little House on the Prairie times, right? So how am I making use of the world that God has put me in? How am I using the resources that I have been given well? Am I even realizing that we have it so easy? And then making time for those things that matter most. We are not going to go to heaven someday and be proud that we spent time, money, resources on the things of this world. The things that are going to matter into eternity are the relationships. Did you spend time with that person who may need you? Did that person see Jesus in you because you went over and brought them a meal in their time of need? Did your children look at you and know that they were important because you spent time with them? Were you filling up on worldly material things or were you filling up on the things of God, building relationships, sharing the gospel, sharing his love, right? And I've talked about this before about the difference between being, the difference between being busy, bearing fruit 
doing really good things, that's a great kind of busy, or doing things that are just draining you, sapping your energy, and they don't really matter much for eternity. But I want you to think about that today, and I want you to think about how easy we really truly have it as a society today. But why do we feel like life is so hard and so so frantic and so chaotic and so cluttered? What would those people of long ago think about us? I mean, like I said, if you went back in time and told somebody about the year 2018, that they would have an iPhone, that they would have, you know, transportation, that they would have something to wash their dishes for them, something to do their laundry for them, a microwave to cook food (laughs) really quickly, all of these things. But yet that same society that has all of that stuff is not really any better off. They're not much happier. They're certainly not less stressed. They're certainly feeling overworked, even though overworked doing what, right? So we need to look at that and just evaluate, just evaluate. I just encourage you and challenge you a bit to think about that today. And then ask yourself, what are some practical ways that I could... um, kind of adopt that pioneer mindset. I'm not saying you have to go out there and be a pioneer and get rid of your dishwasher and your washing machine, but what are some ways you can adopt that mindset and say, I'm not going to fill up on anything unnecessarily. I have all these conveniences and they are a blessing that God has given us. So because I don't need to spend all day cooking and I don't need to spend all day trying to, you know, sew our own clothes, what will I do with what God has given me? And he has placed me in this time, in this culture, in this society. How can I use the resources he has given me best and not frivolously waste things away? So maybe what that means is do a fun little challenge with your family. Play Pioneer for a week. See how, compare how, you know, difficult it really was. Say we're not going to use the dishwasher. We're not going to wash in the washing machine. We are not going to do anything but maybe cook outside on a campfire. I don't know what it is. But you know what I mean? Just kind of like to refocus yourself sometimes, to realize that, you know, we do have it easy. We're not working to survive. But are we thriving? Are we thriving? Because we truly do have it technically easier in so many ways. So then why are we still chasing after the things of this world? Why are we still feeling so burdened? Just change your perspective for a little bit and ask yourself, how can I practically simplify my life, weed out the distractions, weed out the clutter so that I can truly live the life that God has intended 
because I believe that God wants us busy doing the things of God, busy doing the things that bear fruit, spending time with your family, building relationships, sharing the gospel, serving others. And those things can make you feel, you know, super busy sometimes, but it's the eternal rewards. And it's like I said, that good busy where you're bearing fruit and ask yourself, how can I get rid of the things that are hindering me from living the most abundant life I can, not for myself, but for others? How can I live so that I have the energy to pour into others? God has provided us in this time period of life, like I said, a really easy lifestyle as a homemaker. And you know, I was talking about this recently with somebody else. I was doing a podcast and interview and we were talking about that, about how as homemakers, if you're a homemaker out there and you, you feel, um, burdened by all the tasks you have to do and things like that. And then we realize, but we have the dishwasher, we have the, the washing machine and all those things. Sometimes real good, hard work is what we need. Maybe we have it so easy that we don't see it. Maybe we have it so easy we become, dare I say, lazy. I think that happens to me all the time, so I'll freely admit that. We have it so easy that we become complacent. You know, sometimes it's good for you to get in there and scrub a dish. It's therapeutic, right? And not only that, it slows us down. It makes us appreciate hard work. It gives us a sense of accomplishment rather than just throwing the dishes in the dishwasher, you know, because whatever we do, we should do it for the Lord. And, and it tells us in the Bible, we should work hard. And so sometimes that the things that are good and, and give us hard work around the home, keep us away from, uh, the troubles of this world, maybe just being a busy body or, um, going about, you know, as we talked about last week on the podcast, uh, podcast gossiping or something, you know, it keeps us focused and there's no better place sometimes to pray than to be standing at your kitchen sink, slowing down, doing hard work, using that time for prayers. Or, you know, when you make a really good recipe that takes a long time and you feel accomplished when it's done. You know, so many times now I'm very just like, I mean, we're very simple with our meals. I don't do big meal plans. I've, I've done podcast episodes about this. I don't do big meal plans and big fancy recipes. I'm like, my kids just want to eat and they don't care if the recipe is big and fancy. So a lot of times I'm always like, what's the quickest thing that I can make, you know, that is uh, just easy or whatever. But then you get these recipes that might be involved. And you feel good actually doing the work and slowing down and appreciating each task for what it is. I remember years ago, I had this recipe for a certain type of cookie and it had like a million steps, right? You had to do all these steps and you really had to do them or the cookies did not come out as well. And I'm telling you, they were like the best cookies ever. And I was just thinking about that recently. And I was like, you know, there's slice and bake cookies and you can tell the difference, right? And then there's that good cookie that takes 
the time, the love, the care, the extra energy and effort. And sometimes that's good for us. Everything doesn't always have to be fast food and convenient and instant. Sometimes it's good to slow down, enjoy the work, enjoy the um, effort and what goes into doing something and doing it well and heartily for the Lord. So I encourage you to think about that today. How can you practically simplify your life knowing that we really do have it easy as a society today? We really do have luxuries upon luxuries that we take for granted. And how can we appreciate the time that we are living in, that God did not call me to be, you know, living in Bible times. God did not call me to be living during the Revolutionary War. And God did not call me to be a pioneer. He called me to live in 2018. And I need to do that well and be a good steward of the life and the resources that he has given me and recognize that I do have it easier in many ways So let's not make it more difficult than it needs to be. So I hope that encouraged you today about do we really have it easier? I hope it encourages you just to think it through, um, just something to, to ponder and to sort of ask yourself, am I using the resources I have in my life well or am I just chasing, continuing to chase after Um, the things of this world. So I would love to hear what you have to say. Go over to the Facebook page or the blog post for this podcast episode and comment. If you're listening on iTunes, I'd love to have you rate and review the podcast. That helps me get my message out there to more people. I have really good news as well. We have a brand new resource available at Simply Living for Him. It's a um, Simply Seeking Him journal. And so daily up on Simply Living for Him on the blog, I put a scripture verse every single day. We post a scripture verse, sometimes a little bit of a devotion with it, sometimes just the verse, sometimes a little prayer. But really, I am passionate about women getting in the word. So I figured if anyone's going to my website on any given day, they are going to get some scripture. And so I... Uh, took that a little further now, and we made a journal to go along with your study time. It's a very simple journal, no fluff, just a place that you can um, record your prayers, your thoughts, maybe your struggles. Um, There's a few little uh, places in there with some writing prompts, maybe to help get you thinking, just to organize your thoughts. And then there's some scripture there as well. So it also has um, a section for prayer requests and how God has answered those prayers. So I know I love journaling, so we designed a cute little um, journal that would be, you know, great for you to just toss in your bag with you when you're going out and, you know, you have a little bit of time, you can pull it out, kind of journal your thoughts or you get, you know, you see your friend and they ask for a prayer request, you can get in the car, quick write down that prayer request so you don't forget. And we would just hope that it would be a place for you to kind of keep that mental clutter in check and keep everything in one place. So you can find that on the website and um, on Amazon 
www.simplyseekinghim.com. It's called Simply Seeking Him, a journal. I'd love for you to go check that out. Um, Also, the Simply Living for Him retreat is coming up in two months. We have some space available. So please, if you're coming, go register at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. There will not be a Simply Living for Him retreat next summer. So if you have been on the fence, that might be the little push you need to bring you this year because there will not be one next year. So I um, thank you again for listening. Don't forget to go visit our podcast sponsor, Apologia, at Apologia.com. Go enter their giveaway um, for that astronomy set. And also please visit me on the Facebook pages and on Instagram and over on the blog at simplylivingforhim.com. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.